You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 233. Today's Biz Tip Friday edition focuses on the five things that we're going all in on in 2019. So stay tuned. James Wedmore, and after building a multiple seven-figure internet business around my content and expertise, I became obsessed about transforming the struggling course creator, coach, and author into the inner-driven digital CEO. In this segment, we'll explore specific actionable strategies that you can deploy today to get you paid. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast, Biz Tip Friday edition. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Woodmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Biz Tip Friday edition of the Minds and Your Business Podcast. This is where I like to share tangible, concrete, actionable things you can do like now to grow your business, like marketing, strategery, all that good stuff. And I think this is the first one we've recorded of uh, 2019. Is that correct? I don't know. I think it's the first one I've recorded and maybe the other ones I recorded before then. It all blurs together, but it's the end of... January already. We're one month in. Welcome to February. And I wanted to do an episode dedicated to a look behind the scenes in what we're getting really intentional about, things that we're really excited about in 2019. A few things specifically that we're like, we see a lot of opportunity and possibility in, and things that maybe I could invite you and encourage you to do the same, and if it so inspires you. But the trend is like the theme, I guess, if you will, is that, you know, we go through phases as entrepreneurs. And one of the first phase as the scientist, the experimenter is like, you're throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall to see what sticks. So you're doing a lot. You're trying a lot. You're testing a lot. And as you and your business matures, you move away from that, hopefully, (laughs) unless you just like living that way perpetually. And You really step into this place of less is more, doing less, but giving more of you to those fewer things, right? You're moving towards a place of more specificity and more simplicity. It's not about doing all the things, but doing a few things and really looking at it through a few lenses. You know, what's the best ROI for our time and money investment? What are the things that we love doing? Where are are we getting the most results? What are we really good at? and leaning into those things more and more and more. And we're constantly looking to do that. And there is, I'll be honest with you, this challenging dance, I'll call it a dance instead of a battle, because wouldn't you rather dance than fight? This challenging dance, if you will, of creating that discipline of staying focused on less and like, nope, I'm just gonna do this thing. Like, is this a distraction? Am I adding too much to my plate? You know, context switching. Am I putting too many projects, too many things that I can't even do one of them well? And then we suffer in every area. Like I'm on every social platform and I'm spending all day doing this, but now I can't do anything else. And this dance between that, which is just great business practice, and continuing or remaining innovative, remaining a student and learning and trying new things. And isn't that kind of like the tug? And I get it. So you got to find your own balance. And the balance is different based on what phase of growth your business is in. And so that might be always the lens through which to get clarity on what that dance or balance is, is what does my business need? What does my business need? 
I think this is a powerful question I've been asking, I've been asking you to ask yourself and to ask your business, but really understanding that as soon as you create a vision that's bigger than you, like I just wanna make some money and get paid on the internet, you know, you have a business. You have this business, this business you have a vision for, and in this vision, your business serves a specific function, a specific function in the world. It does something, it solves a problem, it takes a stand, it changes things, it changes people. And it's no longer about us. As soon as it becomes bigger than us, it's no longer about us. And it's really about being in service to the vision or to the business. And when we start to ask questions from that place, we can get out of our own head Right? What do I do? What should I do? I don't know what to do. I, blah, 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 right? Which is where we always go. Now I'm going blah, 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 instead of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And you may find different answers to what does the business need. If you're clear on what the business is and what its intention is, what's its function, you might have a better answer. Right? Does the business need you trying every social platform and every SEO strategy and every type of content and funnel and all those things all at once? Probably not. Does it need some consistency, some discipline in some areas, and then maybe some creativity in others? Yeah, I don't know. But that's for you to discover. What does your business need from you? What does it need to keep growing and to keep fulfilling on the function that it serves in the world? Well, when I start asking that question, here's what comes up for me. So you can just copy off my test and steal my answers. For us, first and foremost, number one, I never thought I would say this, but we are loving the Instagrams. I mean, let's be honest. I got a love-hate relationship with it because how many, how many brain cells are you killing just sitting there scrolling, 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 scrolling? <laughs> However, that's not, I don't like Instagram for the feed and I'm not talking about my use. I'm talking about using it as a tool in the business. Instagram right now, I feel like is one of, if not the most powerful tool that we can be using. OMG. I'm just like, I'm obsessed with it in a really healthy way, but I really am. And I think if you're not giving it a lot, I have friends like seven figure peers that are like, really? I'm not really using Instagram. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? And the number one reason why I love it, this is, is, is it's fantastic for connecting and converting. That's the, that's the function. We haven't been able to grow like we haven't used it necessarily to expand and reach new people it's very slow and organic for us because we're not doing anything to like buy followers or shady like follow and follow follow and follow things so it's people that find us people that talk about us and then share our thing and then people start following us you know hashtags and some stuff like that so it's it's slow or but it's still good growth i'm still very happy with it but i feel like the organic means there's more quality but it's really an opportunity to connect at a deeper level with our audience and the way that we're doing that the most is through instagram stories like to be able to just talk to people in that dm function you know it's like a text message without some creepy like thought of oh my gosh somebody has your phone number and you i have your phone number you know like there's something personal about who has your phone number and who doesn't, right? But text messaging is such a powerful like thing. Like it's just intimate, it creates connection. And so to be able to connect deeper with my audience and to use stories to share, I mean, I just love storytelling. So to use the stories feature to tell stories and then connect with my audience in that on a one-on-one -on -one basis is amazing. And I see even more great things with Instagram. And if you're not putting it at the top of your marketing strategies in 2019, I'm just gonna say it's time to do it. Just do it. Even if you're like, I only have 200 followers. 
it's probably because you haven't been using it. That's always a funny thing too. People will get that backwards. They're like, I don't have a big following here, so I'm not going to use it. And it's like, um, you don't have a big following because you're not using it or using it properly. All right. So something's got to change there, but we're big fans of that. The next thing obviously is for us, it's the podcast. Like, hello, like for us, the decision to go and add two additional episodes to now do three a week was a big decision because it takes a lot from me. Um, you know, it's a lot more time. It's a lot more energy. I'm not going to guarantee I do a Wednesday and a Friday every single week, but as much as I can, and I do love it. We love having, and this is what it's not, I'm not saying everyone should go get a podcast because please don't just hear it that way at surface level, but you should have a place where you have free content that positions you as the authority and provides value for your audience for free. So where is that? And I don't think a Facebook group is enough. Facebook group is you building a community, which is amazing, but it's not a place like content when done correctly is magical. It informs, it connects, it creates rapport, trust, authority, law of reciprocity, but it positions you as an authority. And especially if you're also selling content of sorts, I mean, wow. So where is your content platform? Somewhere where you're distributing content. And I think a podcast is a great way to do it because people are so busy. I mean, what are you doing right now as you're listening to my voice? Huh? Ah, what were you doing? Were you just sitting here staring at a blank wall, being 100% present to my words? Or were you doing something else? Let's come on. Come on. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, you're doing something else. Maybe even if you're just driving. Hello. Eyes on the road. Or like doing the dishes or like organizing papers in your office, right? So people are busy. And to just t tap into the auditory modality where people can still do other things is really convenient for them and they really like that but on all, on all types of content is best on a podcast like i don't learn workout routines or how to do a certain exercise on a podcast i watch a youtube video right and we built seven figure brand around my youtube videos and that was great right but we have now one content platform where I love to share my content. And it's also a place that's easy for me to share content. It is easy, it takes time, but it's easy to just start talking, blah, blah, blah. And that's the podcast. So we're really, we're really leaning into that. We're really excited. You're gonna see more amazing guests this year, more amazing content, all the things, guys, all the things, because we wanna lean into this. The next one, now, this is always something that's been huge for me, obviously, is we love Facebook advertising. And I think Facebook ads are changing a lot. And I always see this as good ways. You can always say the sky is falling when things change, but that's not what entrepreneurs do, right? That's entrepreneurs have a distinct, unique ability to see opportunity when everyone else sees a problem. So are you seeing it as a problem or are you seeing it as an opportunity, right? Facebook ads change. They're getting more expensive. If you look out to the future, do you think they're going to get cheaper or more expensive? Come on. You think Facebook, all right, guys, we're sorry. Let's lower all the costs. Let's make it easier. Let's make it cheaper. No, it's going to keep getting higher because they want the people that are like the best at it to keep doing it. And they want to get rid of like the quick opportunity seekers that just want to like find a loophole and get rich quick. Those days are over, but this means getting more strategic with our ads, you know, just better quality ads, but just always having that as a tool and like the number one tool for reaching new audiences. 
because the way I see Instagram and podcast is that's Instagram is like connecting and staying top of mind with my audience and podcast is like give the free content and value to my audience to just like have a relationship with them. But Facebook is like the net. That's how I get new people consistently within my control. Like I pay more, I, I attract more, right? And everyone who wants to actually scale and not just have a job that they call a business, but it's a job. And it's like, if I just work harder and write more content and do more posts, then I'll attract more people. But something that starts to work for you even when you're not working, Facebook ads is key. And we're gonna be doing a lot of cool stuff with Facebook ads this year. The next thing, I got two more, is doing more and being more intentional with sharing stories and case studies. I know my good buddy, Mr. Stu McLaren, does this extraordinarily well. And he's really always continually inspiring me with, with ideas like this. But we have a lot of case studies that we've been creating. You'll see them on the podcast now you'll see fancy schmancy videos, videos that they make of themselves. But we want to even transcend that as this like a video sharing someone's story. And we want it to be more like leaning into highlighting our members more and more, highlighting our students and our clients, not just their successes, but their content, what they do, their information. You'll see examples of us, like our students are learning from us and then reteaching it like to their audience, like this is what I just learned from my mentor and this is how it's helping me and boom. And it's like, we want to be able to show that. We want to do more and more ways. I'm, not, I'm saying want to, but I'm, we are going to and we are doing this. More and more ways in which we are highlighting our members in distinct, unique ways and bringing them to the forefront and realizing this. And I think that's, I think that's the thing at the end of the day, why this is so critically important in so many levels. I think this is the most effective marketing strategy, by the way, because the personal brand entrepreneur can fall into this trap, the ego trap of the personal brand, which number one, they're doing everything they can to try and improve why them, right? So, so many people trying to create their first or second course or membership, they're stuck in a block, this block of who am I to be doing this? Why, why would someone want to do this for me versus somebody else? And so you've made your whole world about assuming that everyone's questioning, who are you to do this? And then you, so you don't keep going. And that's not even the question that people are asking. That's not even the question they're asking. The question that they're asking is, can this really work for me? Do I really have what it takes? Who am I to be doing this? And we're so busy consumed trying to prove ourselves to others that we lose sight of that. And case studies and testimonials and sharing the journey of other people that you've helped absolves yourself of all of that because you're like, look, it's not a matter of me. It's not about me. And we got clear on that a long time ago. My team knows that. It's not about, it's not the James show. It's not, ooh, look at me. And you see that, you see that a lot. Like people get an ego trip. They think because they have a following that there's something special about them like they're better than kind of special. Like everyone's special because they're unique in their own way. But like, oh, you're better than, right? Like you can look down on people now. And then when you see that and you go, I want to be like that, you go, oh, I got to be better than, and I'm not, right? And then we don't do anything. But sharing these stories and acknowledging these members, first of all, we've seen that it has far more impact 
on our audience. I mean, the amount of, oh my goodness, James, your case study just resonated with me. Her story was so impactful to me. Yeah, because they're looking at me and saying, well, easy for you, James. You've been doing this for a while. You have a list. You have a following. You have this. You got a team. You got all these things, blah, 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 blah. So they just disregard it. And then I share examples of people that have only been at this for a few weeks, months, a year. And those objections go away. So we're always leaning into more ways because I just love it. I think it's so much fun. It's not about me. It's about highlighting my students, my members, and all the amazing stuff they're doing. Okay, last one. This is a big one, but I'll probably try and keep it short just for time's sake. This is one that I, has been on my mind for a while. I talked to my mastermind members about this. Maybe I brought this up on the podcast. I forget. <laughs> but this is this idea of transcending content. For any content creators out there, you're, you know, you're selling courses and stuff, you know, this is a big one. We'll probably turn it into a bigger episode because it's it's vital. But like what I like to do is I just like to look at where we've come from as an industry, as people, as like, you know, marketplace and then where it's heading. You know, like if you throw a ball and it rolls, you know where it came from and you can kind of start to predict where it's going. Right. Because it's kind of got like a momentum behind it. And so, for example, when it comes to the industry, and by industry, I, I mean anybody who's like selling digital products, that industry, if you want to call that an industry or not, you don't have to. What I've seen in 11 years is how much easier it has become, the barrier of entry has lowered. How much easier it has become to create content, to sell content, to gate the content, to collect payments. All that stuff used to be like, you needed a freaking army of programmers when I first got started. And so very few people did it. Tech was like an actual boundary. Now tech is just your excuse. If you're like, I'm not a techie, that is just your survival mechanism because you're too afraid and you're looking for an excuse. It's true because somehow you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> That's a miracle of tech. Okay. And if you could figure that out, don't tell me you, you can't figure out how to upload a video to Kajabi, right? It's the same as uploading it, a picture to Facebook, which we all know how to do that stuff. So that's how easy it's become. And what people don't realize is they want it to be easier, easier. Now, then we look at the forward trajectory. Is it going to get easier or harder moving forward? It's going to get even easier. It's going to get even more convenient, more simple. But what people don't do is they don't look at the inverse relationship of that, the opportunity cost. And the opportunity cost, the quote unquote threat, not that I'm trying to be negative or anything because I'm not, more just like it's the yin and yang of things, right? Is that the lower the barrier of entry, the more people doing it. The easier it becomes, the more people will do it. People flock to what's easy, right? When, when it's convenient, they'll do it. So with that means more noise. And isn't that what we already see a lot of? Like so much noise. <laughs> yeah, because it's gotten easy. Like things work and they work so well, like more people are doing it. Okay. And so what most people are doing is they're selling content and content is a commodity. I use this analogy of like a banana stand. You go to a farmer's market and there's two guys selling bananas next to each other. One guy sells them for a buck. The other guy sells them for two bucks. Which one do you buy? James, I buy the organic one. They're both organic. I buy the ripe one. They're both ripe. They're identical in every single way. One's a dollar, one's $2. Which one do you buy? You buy the cheaper one, right? <laughs> you buy cheap. It's a commodity. And, you know, sorry to say this, but your amazing course, all that content, all your modules, it's a commodity. It's a commodity in the fact that, you know, what's really stopping someone. Yes, you can get like, you can copyright your content to some extent, depending on the content. But what's really stopping someone from learning your content and then recreating it? and selling it cheaper. 
you know, theoretically, people do it all the time. So it's a commodity. And then if we are selling a commodity, what we fall into naturally is a pricing war. And in a pricing war, you know, it's like, who's going to be the low price leader? No one wins. No sides win that war. And then you end up being like the Walmart of your industry, which no one wants to be the Walmart of their industry. No one, <laughs> right? So the opportunity here is to understand that whatever you're selling, it's not content because that's not even what people want. That's not what people want. You don't even want this podcast. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You want what you think listening to this podcast will do for you. You want the transformation. And anybody who's ever bought anything for you didn't actually buy your content. They bought the idea of what was possible for them because you were effectively selling them into that. And so when we realize that that's what they're buying is the transformation. That's what all we're ever buying. We don't buy something if we don't think it'll help us unless we have to by law, like car insurance, okay? <laughs> that's different. It's different. But we're buying because we think it'll help us. We're buying into the possibility of that transformation. When we get clear and we remember that, we can look for ways to transcend being a commodity and transcend content. We can sell something, offer something that goes beyond content. Well, what does that look like? For us, we've really leaned into coaching. Coaching and content are completely different. A teacher and a coach are completely different. People wear both hats, but the strategy of teaching and the strategy of coaching, completely different. And we've really leaned in for the last year. I've been behind the scenes. I don't think I've really said this publicly yet. Been working on and creating and refining a coaching methodology. I've now gone on to help teach seven other coaches this. And I'm still creating it. And we're going to have more coaches. And I believe it's what people need now. I think the content's 10%. Now, the proof's in the pudding, as they say, because you're listening here on the Mind Your Business podcast. And what is the only thing we talk about? How much content do we give? Like how to build a funnel, how to create an offer, right? The content that you need, that's 10%. You're here because you know like, hey, I got all that information, but like it's the other stuff. Like how do I apply it? My mindset to use a really simplistic, broad, generalistic term, my mindset in air quotes is off or I have a block, right? And that takes coaching, not content. How many times have you given someone else advice and it was like, damn good advice and they didn't take it. Like a friend of yours, like was going through like relationship issues and you like gave advice. And you're like, gosh, I'm so smart. I, I know exactly what to say. And I gave great advice and they didn't take it, right? They're not listening. Yeah, because you're trying to teach them something. You're trying to give advice. You're putting content on top of them. They needed probably some good coaching and coaching is different from content. Most people don't know how to coach. And being able to offer that transcends content, creates a better experience. And that's ultimately where we're leaning towards is creating experiences, experiences of connection, experiences of clarity, experiences of confidence. So we don't give the answers. And I think that's doing a dis complete disservice because you rob your audience, your customers, you rob them of the lesson when you have all the answers. We have Google for that. But to be able to offer something that gives them more clarity on what their options are, more choices, and more confidence to choose whatever's right for them, 
is powerful. We're also doing that with more events. We've got a lot more events this year on the calendar. A lot more. Holy cow. We've leaned into masterminds and live retreats and other in-person experiences because it's what makes the difference. That means you should be a part of masterminds. You should be a part of things where you do stuff in person, 100%. I think, in fact, in 2020, we're going to be doing a big open to everybody in-person event as well that'll be really special. That's the plan. We'll see. It hasn't been locked down yet, but that would be 2020. So I wanted to keep it short and sweet, but I wanted to share with you what we're focusing on in 2019, what we're really leaning into. Instagram is our place to connect and really engage, even on a one-on-one level through stories, Instagram stories, and in the DM section, whatever you call that. I'm loving that. Podcast is a place to create and share valuable information from myself and from the people I bring on to you. Facebook ads as a one of the most effective tools for reaching new audiences. And then when it comes to our courses and programs, transcending content to bring to you experiences of connection, experiences of coaching, collaboration, community, and clarity. And when all that works, and people get all these amazing results, we get to share those stories, highlight more of our students, and bring their lessons directly to you. That's our plan for 2019. That's what we're like really excited about. What are you excited about? What is something that you can really go 100% all in? Most people are just so afraid that they're going to make a mistake. that They're going to choose the wrong platform, choose the wrong tool, choose the wrong strategy, and then they don't do anything. Well, that's the biggest mistake of them all because doing nothing or hemming and hawing and hesitating is the not only thing that guarantees no results whatsoever. But I believe, and I operate from the principle, that it's you making the decision to go all in on something that's what will make it great. It's not the strategy that you put your power in and your faith in. It's yourself. What are you choosing to confidently go all in on this year that simply by making that decision, you're making that decision about you, that you can make that thing great, that you can make that decision a win and a success for you in 2019. Thanks for tuning in to our Biz Tip Friday edition. I got more awesomeness coming for you this Monday. In fact, we're going to be talking to an extraordinary professional hypnotherapist, Doug O'Brien, on how to use hypnosis to reprogram your life and create a powerful mindfulness routine every day. So I'll see you then. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.